So when I was in seminary, there were about five of us that were from the Pacific Northwest, and we loved to torture everyone and say, we came from God's country. (laughs) And we would have dropped it at that, except for it annoyed everyone a lot. And so at every opportunity, when people were bragging about their part of the world, we would always say, yes, but we come from God's country. Finally, one of my buddies decided that he'd come out and took took a late flight, and we went up to uh, Mount Hood and up towards Bagby Hot Springs. And the cliffs are just absolutely sheer. And we're driving along, and he just gasped. And he said, you look at that tree. That tree is at least 100 feet tall. And I stopped the car. I said, look down. And where it actually grew into the ground was another 100 feet down because of the pitch. And he was just flabbergasted at the immensity of these beautiful old-growth trees. Now, if you're from Northern California, we've got the sequoias, we've got the redwoods, we've got big trees that even make some of those old-growth Doug fir look small. We've got big trees. So if we're going to talk about the kingdom of God, right, what shall we compare it to? How about an old-growth Doug fir? That's a tree. How about a redwood, Anna the Redwoods? That's the the saddest thing is she's not able to go to the redwoods right now. How about one of those trees? How about closer to home, the mighty cedars of Lebanon? Solomon's temple was made out of those mighty cedars. These are grand trees. These are awesome trees. The kingdom of God is like a little tiny mustard seed. And it grows into a huge shrub. No offense, a mustard tree is not that big a shrub. (laughs) Where the birds of the sky build their nest. And everyone in the congregation, not in the congregation, he's talking and going, what's that fool talking about? Really? A mustard tree? A shrub? If you're going to pick, what would you pick? What is the kingdom of God like? What's it like? It's fast? Vast. Vast. Comforting. A lot of variety. Peaceful. This is a really great question because there are no wrong answers here, people. These are the kind of questions you shout them right out. Because sometimes there are right and wrong answers. This, this, there isn't right or wrong answers here. Joyous. It's interesting to me that Jesus would have used an example of something so mundane. Simple, unimpressive, if you will. How many of you know people that when they are in a crisis, they're a a husband or a wife, mother or father, and when they're in a crisis, boy, they are Johnny on the spot. They can do that, no problem. They are outstanding at the crises of life. But when you have to get up every day and make a peanut butter or bologna sandwich and pour some cornflakes, they are not to be found. 
The kingdom of God, Jesus is saying, is not in that really cool trip you're going to take to Hawaii where you've saved your money and you've got the best hotel and you're going to get the massage and they're going to have those mints on your pillow and everything, and, and you know, you've, you've made an agreement with God, and the, and the, wall, you know, the trade winds aren't going to be there, so you can go and, and go out and see the whales. Everything is perfect. Everything is perfect. And that's the kingdom of God, right? No. The kingdom of God is like when your kid gets up, as they do every day, and suddenly they tell you about a project they're working on in school. And you think, what has gotten into my child today? And you just take an extra 10 minutes doing something you do every single day. And you listen when someone shares with you. It's getting a card when you make the mistake of getting coffee on the way to church. That's, you know, it's, it's like you go to church, you think, if I'm going to make it through another boring sermon, I need my cup of joe. I'm sorry. I was... And then trip and <laughs> hamstrings, terrible. The kingdom of God is in the everyday. Uh, Karen, um, God love her, Karen Brackenberry, at the end of her life, what Karen wanted more than anything else was Phyllis and Judy and Connie and I and, and, and everybody. She wanted all of us around her bed, and she didn't want us to talk about lofty things. She did not want us to talk about mountaintop experiences. She just wanted us to have a conversation. She just wanted us to share. And she would lie there in her bed, listening to her family, being her family. And she was absolutely at peace. The kingdom of God is this little shrubby tree that looks really unimpressive from a little tiny seed. You can't build anything out of it. The wood isn't good for it. But all the birds of the area can make their nests in that tree and find a home. It is the little, simple things that make something the kingdom of God. And it is usually, and if you were to say that in a way, people would like, they'd look at you like, really? Really? And it's absolutely true. If you're part of a youth group for a long time, you know the most important thing that a youth group does is not to go on that big retreat at the end of the year after you've raised all your money and you've had your fun. It's meeting every week. It's just getting together every week, sharing your stories, laughing, singing, talking about the teacher that drives you crazy, talking about mom and dad, how they just were, you know, they, you want to strangle them. And you just get together. What is the kingdom of God for us? And the really cool thing that I find in this passage is it says that Jesus would give them parables until basically they'd had enough. Until they, they, he gave them as much as they were able to hear, and then he just stopped. 
Sometimes you talk to people and you've had about as much as you can take and then they keep talking for another 30 minutes. And it's like, you know, I've hit my quota. I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you, but I have listened to as much as I can hear. Jesus gives us exactly as much as we can handle, as much as we can hear. And then he just smiles and he moves on. And when we're ready to hear some more, comes back and keeps talking. I want you in your life to think about those times when God in Christ speak to us in very simple things. The most ordinary of experiences. If you want to translate this in a world religions, nirvana is samsara. The world of of um, absolute bliss is the world that's always spinning and not making a lick of sense. When you're with someone for 45 years, it's not those special things. It's just the day to day to day to day I'm with the person I want to be with through everything. And you wouldn't trade those moments for anything. That is the kingdom of God. Don't make it out to be something it can't and won't ever be. The kingdom of God is in your midst, Jesus says. And Sharon, where's Sharon? Sharon said, you know, there's faith isn't even lifted up in this passage. Sometimes Jesus will say, unless you have the faith of a mustard seed, he uses that. But in this particular paragraph, it was very insightful, I thought. I mean, I don't like to use Sharon and insightful in the same sentence. Um, <laughs> But I make it, I'm sorry, that was really, an incredible, incre I know, I'm in so much trouble. It was a very insightful comment. There really isn't any faith here. It's, this is what the kingdom of God is like. The kingdom of God is like birds getting together and having a place to live. They don't have to have faith. They just need to know where they can be safe. Faith is an important part of our lives, but the kingdom really doesn't require faith in this sense. It just requires us to create a space that's safe, that we can live, that we can grow. And that's good news. Sharon, you're very insightful, I'm sorry. <laughs>